You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. What have you done with my friend Josiah? (laughs) 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 I don't want to hate on people who drink Folgers, but it's not my scene. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's not my scene. That's diplomatic of you. I said the little jingle because I like the little jingle. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's about the stretch of it. <laughs> okay. I am an espresso press man. Oh, yeah, for 100%. That is what I do. I mean, I will dabble. I like I like doing some some pour overs, some cold brews, but I like buying kit. I like I like g- coffee gear. So. Yeah. On the rare occasion I will do the French press. Yeah. I also enjoy the French press. That's right. But that's not my go-to. I once kickstarted a french press thing for all intents and purposes it is a french press mm-hmm. but it captured the grounds and a capsule in the bottom so it was like oh. a no mess thing and of course it, it was one of the infamous cases where you support it it succeeds and then it's never quite fulfilled with you know endless excuses and it's like all oh, the shipping all the and i actually kind of think that it was true i think you know there were true hang-ups and issues yeah but as a result like the kind of quote-unquote funding that was raised ran out and if the person is to be to be believed they used you know tons of their own money and still didn't like get finished so i never got it that is <laughs> some people did but shady yeah to me. it's not the only time i once tried to get a unique geometric looking thermos Wow, that um, is those are a those are unique words that you just paired together. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> geometric things, and uh, that was not fulfilled. Except that guy was a jerk. So we uh, were like, "Hey, you're a, you're a jerk. Give us our money back." Did he give you your money? Oh, that's not how it works. <sighs> no. That's just crazy, yo. Yeah, you gotta balance your investments when it wow. comes to that. Well, it sounds like that guy stole some money from you. Yes. Do you see what I did there? I'm calling attention to it now. Uh, well, I mean, that's how I feel. I try to pretend that I don't. <laughs> I try to forget that I ever spent that money because somehow I dream it up as my fault. <laughs> somehow it's like I was the you fool. You victim shame. <laughs> like. This guy took your money, didn't give you the thing. He's like, that's your fault. And Ethan's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guess what today's commandment is about? Do tell. Stealing. <laughs> oh! It was all a ruse. It was a ruse. But we, I wouldn't say it's stealing. We gave, we're going to. You gave it away. We're going to make good on their investment of time. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we're, we're coffee discussions aside. <laughs> Coming down the stretch of the Ten Commandments. We're, we're covering the Eighth today. Yeah. The eighth Commandment. We are so near to the end stretch of this. We I'm ready are. for like the next Ten Commandments. Wow, that is... The sequel. They're... <laughs> no? Charlton Heston is dead. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll settle for the Eighth. <laughs> well, if you'll settle for the Eighth, the Eighth Commandment is located in Exodus 2015, and it mm. says, you shall not steal. Is that really all it says? Yeah. There's no appendage. No, no appendage. Appendage. What? uh, Appendage would that could work, I think, but it's more. I think I feel that's more bodily. Yeah, I did. Like, oh, it hasn't got an extra (laughs) arm over here. It's not like Uh, appendix appendices. It's not. That's still a different word when you're talking about literature. It's anyway. It's not got a little addendum. Yeah. Addendum. There we go. Yeah. No, that's it. Well, that's concise. Yeah. 
Ugh. So, I mean, this command is probably right up there with murder, <laughs> as far as its obviousness to yeah. the civilized world. I mean, you shouldn't take things that don't belong to you without permission, okay? Yeah. I, when I when I hear these words, when I think about this commandment, I actually, I picture someone running out of a convenience store in the 90s, like on a hot summer day, like bad daytime television. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't even picture a heist or anything, you know, grand. It's just, uh, well, it's Grand Theft Snickers. <laughs> That's, to this day, it's what I think of. <laughs> oh, now see, you said that, and that triggered the image in my head during the first season of Stranger Things when yeah. Eleven yes. walks into the convenience store exactly. and she just she waltzes out with boxes of Eggo waffles. <laughs> yes, that's what I see now. So thank you for that stunning visual. You deserve. Yeah, no, this is one of the most basic protections offered to humanity in a fallen world. Mm. So aside from Grand Theft Snickers, for example, if you were a peasant farmer back in the day right? You probably rely on a couple of cows and oxen for your income and your work, right? Yeah. You know, they're helping you till the fields, you know, giving you some food. So if someone steals those animals from you, you could die. Yeah, it's your way of life. It's your way of surviving. perishing. So you've lost food, you've lost income, you've lost the ability to work your fields effectively. And uh, for that reason, there are laws against taking those things. That's a relief. Wow. Yeah. And that's why we have the Eighth Commandment. I mean, that's not the only reason we have the Eighth Commandment. <laughs> for the farmers? I mean, yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just for the farmers. But, I mean, you especially situate this command in the context of an agrarian nomad society, which is what mm. Israel was for most of its existence. Yeah. That's pretty important. You yeah. know, you can't have people just deciding I'm going to take your cow or your ox because it wandered into my pasture today. You know yeah, what I mean? It would be very contentious. That would be. That would be. But, you know, here's the other aspect of that that I think sometimes gets overlooked. If you steal a person, which is <laughs> is known as kidnapping, you know, in our, our day and age, kidnapping is stealing a person, and you've torn apart a family and taken away an individual's freedoms and uh, rights. Oh, so That went zero to 60 real fast. <laughs> That's how we do around here. We don't joke around. <laughs> we're, we're showing you the full implications here. Ooh. So I draw out some of those perhaps obvious implications to say this commandment is actually very much concerned with the dignity and divinely endowed rights of human beings. So it's not just, you know, a command that has to do with property for property's sake, if that makes sense. In fact, here's, here's something fun to note. Paul goes so far as to say in his letters that thieves and enslavers will not inherit the kingdom of God. That is, that is what he says, Mm. which is Interesting to note because, you know, you had people saying that Chattel slavery, like the kind that was used in the United States, like, well, you know, uh, you can support uh, versions of slavery from the Bible, which is, I mean, not untrue, but uh, Paul said enslaving, no. Like, that is not permitted. In fact, if you enslave people, that is, if you kidnap them with the intent of selling them into slavery, you don't inherit the kingdom. That's pretty hard hitting. That's pretty hard hitting. And that is, those passages like that are what, like, abolitionists use to say, um, actually, no. Like, this is not. Paul said no. God said no. And they're like, yeah, verbatim. That's that's, uh, what this guy, (laughs) the the Congress guy. And uh, so, all that is to say, those are some of perhaps the more obvious aspects of this commandment, but... There are some less than obvious implications. Oh, that's what I came for. <laughs> so we always come for the less than obvious implications, don't we? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed maniacally at that. Like that's there's right. some sort of evil in this. The mm. law is holy and righteous mm. and good is what the Apostle Paul says. So let me let me draw out some of these things here, okay? okay. First, this command presumes the ownership of private or family property. Yeah. 
So, in other words, if you try to set up a communal society, the idea is that nobody owns anything because everybody owns mm. everything. Okay. That's a really probably gross oversimplification, but I mean, that's probably the basic gist it's, yeah, of communal, yeah. quote-unquote, communal living. And there are some sectors of Christianity that think Christianity should be that in the modern day and age. Mm. Like, Christianity should be a communal project. Okay. Which, as far as it goes, there are certain, perhaps, aspects of it that... That lend to that yeah, ideology. you know, that, yeah. like, you want to be generous and be willing to lend without expecting back yeah. and, you know, sharing with those who are in need. Mm-hmm. But really, in the end, not even God's kingdom was, was set up like that. Like, Israel wasn't set up like that, as is obvious by this commandment. Exactly. But nor was the church, because later, Paul would instruct the church at Corinth, to give generously of what is yours. Mm, with the understanding that there's possession implied. Yes, like it's your money or your property or your possessions. And yeah. the expectation is, of course, Christ has been generous to you, therefore be generous to others. But the notion still stands that the property was theirs. In fact, this just came to mind right now um, in the book of Acts, which is one of the most famous books for supporting some of these ideas, right? You know, you read passages where it's like they had everything in common and no one counted yeah. anything as their own. <laughs> Well, Ananias and Sapphira. Sapphira. (laughs) Okay. So Ananias Uh, and Sapphira sell a field like everyone else is doing, and they're going to come give the proceeds of that sale to the apostles, right? Okay. The problem is, is they hold some back for themselves, but that's not the problem. The problem isn't they hold some back for themselves. The problem is they go to the apostles and say, well, the money that we're giving to you is all the money we made from the sale. All of it. So so suddenly they're doing this to save face. They're doing it for for points. That's exactly it. They're, they're uh, lying to get points in yeah. in the eyes of the apostles. And if you know the rest of the story, Peter's like, why are you lying to the Holy Spirit? <laughs> oh, my god! And then they're dead. They die. Like, God strikes what? them dead right there. They're just, whoop, they're dead. That's so scary. Yeah. So, and he even says, Peter says, when you had the field and when you sold it, the money was yours. Like All they, all they had to do is say it differently. Yeah. Like, say, like, hey, uh, we sold some fields. This is money from the sale. Yeah. Money from the sale. Instead of saying... This all. is all the money from the sale. Look it's at us and how one word. We are. Yes, I know. Never tell me that there's not power in words because <laughs> in these word. two chumps died <laughs> because of the word Myra. all. Yeah, you you lie to the Holy Spirit. You think you're going to steal from God? Like you're going to do that? What? Oh what? gosh, that's scary. Yeah. So all of that is to say, though, it's not bad to own things. Yeah. Okay, like, it's not an inherent evil to have property and possessions. Ownership of things is presumed by this command. Mm, sorry, commune cults of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough flipping. <laughs> was, uh, was Jim Jones, was that they're, communal or? There are definitely elements of that. Okay. I was just curious because he's like the most, I think, famous, exactly. the one everyone knows, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Drank the Kool-Aid, except it was Flavor-Aid, buddies. Flavor-Aid, yes, get it straight. What? Brand anyway. damaging. Yeah, that's a podcast about that at another time. <laughs> Um, but here's another piece of this command that I don't think is often considered by Christians today. All right. So on the one hand, it's, it's fine to own property. Like there's nothing inherently evil about that. Okay. But in our day and age, this is a command that also forbids things like plagiarism, which, oh my word, plagiarism, (laughs) man, so rampant. Really? Plagiarism, bad. I mean, you're right in saying I would not have thought of this at all. But it is all, oh my goodness. And just so we're all clear, I, I think we all know what plagiarism is, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's the practice of taking someone else's work or ideas and passing it off as your own. And for the record, got that definition from dictionary.com. Aha, I'm not out here, citing sources. You know, out here saying, wow, I came up with that neat little definition, you know. All, my, all myself. All by myself. Look, Lord, here's my definition. Here's all of the <laughs> definition <laughs> that I came up with. 
So all that is to say, plagiarism is taking someone else's work or ideas, passing it off as your own. Now, what is that if not a form of stealing? Yeah. You're taking something that is not rightfully yours without permission and trying to pass it off as if it is yours. Yeah, exactly. So that that's stealing. Here's here. Okay, and I'm about to go on a slight tirade on this because Do I think it. this is I think this is the most common violation of the eighth commandment, especially among Christians. So I feel like I can you know call this out amongst really? ourselves. Well, okay. So again, I'm getting off in a little tirade here, a little digression, but you will find there are a number of, I don't know how necessarily widespread it is like today in this like moment because a lot of people got flack for it and got called out for it in mm. the last few years, but like ghostwriting, yeah. like big name pastors would have people write books for them really? that they didn't actually write. Like, man, that's, that's just plagiarism you paid for, you know? Yeah. Like somebody else wrote that book, you slapped your name on it and passed it off like it was yours. Gee, was... And of course this... It isn't as quite as big a problem in the academic scene because now we have software that's like, you plagiarized. But I had professors who told me all kinds of horror stories about students who would plagiarize and then get caught. And it's like, yeah, like, I'm like required to fail you. Like, at least if nothing else on this assignment. Yeah. And I think that's what we most... Oh, oh, here's another great example. Of this. Okay, good. Instagram. Like if there's a quote that really struck you, you know what yeah, I mean? And you yeah. see people who like share like this little inspirational things on Instagram. Uh-huh. Okay, if you're not careful, and you may not even intend to do this, okay? So I'm not like trying to like make you feel super guilty, but like if you post one of those little inspirational quote boys and you don't attribute it, like if it's just the quote boy and there's no, mm. and not your words and someone else said it and you don't attribute it. It's basically. Uh, people are going to get the idea unless they like do research. Oh, wow, this person came up with that. Like, yeah. but it's, it's very least misleading in a way that it strikes dishonesty. Yes, exactly. So I do think this is a pretty common problem. You see this a lot in the blogosphere actually too. <laughs> like people, people oh, will gosh. just almost copy blogs verbatim oh, and for just sure. phew, like, that's not your blog. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing that frustrates me about that is if you were compelled by someone's words or their ideas, that person probably spent a lot of time on that. Like that probably took a lot of work. Mm. You know, that probably didn't emerge just out of some primordial soup, <laughs> you know, one night. Like they probably spent a lot of time thinking over how to say it and mm-hmm. wrestling with the ideas and the concepts and how to express it. And that's, I mean, that's just like someone working real hard on the farm and you walk in, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm taking all your crops. Yes, like, just, these are my crops just now. Steal the fruits of their labor. Yeah, my crops now. And so, so how messed up is that to just yoink that away from them and then pass it off like you came up with it? So if you ask me as a man who works a good bit with words, I'm, I'm feeling this a little personally perhaps, okay? Forgive me, <laughs> spare me. But I, I just think that's that's pretty messed up because it takes two seconds to attribute a work to someone. So yeah. don't plagiarize. It's a violation of the Eighth Commandment. It's a violation. Come on. Do you, do you like ever remember, um, specifically in light of what you just said, it made me think of this. <laughs> it could come <laughs> off a little incriminating. Oh boy. <laughs> but um, like in high school, trying to figure out like just how much of a concept you needed to reword so your paper wasn't quote unquote plagiarized. I do remember this. <laughs> like I was convinced that any like half savvy teacher just had access to a mystical database <laughs> that could somehow analyze my paper and pick out anything that was not truly original. Like oh. exactly what you're describing. <laughs> I really that was my reality in like ninth grade. I'm like oh. This is it. This is a scene. Now, let me clarify, because I also don't want to burden people with guilt who don't need to be guilt-ridden yeah. because of something that they, they didn't actually plagiarize. I do think there's a difference between plagiarism and absorbing concepts and language so well that you can, uh, quote-unquote, speak fluently in those terms, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, for example, I've been 
over the last three years especially, greatly formed by the work of St. Augustine and the Puritans in particular, okay, and historically reformed theologians. So I can speak in their language pretty well now, having read so many of their books and works over the past three years. And almost without thinking, I can find myself talking in terms of, say, our heart's desires and how we're formed by what we love and how what we worship is basically what we love, Mm. and we become like what we love. And those are Augustinian and Puritan kind of ideas and concepts that, of course, I mean, are scriptural first. They're just, they're expositions of scriptural concepts. And I've absorbed that so much that I can speak pretty fluently in those terms. Mm. And I don't think in that point, it's like, I don't need to attribute everything, like every, you know, parse and uh, every clause Mm, to, you know. But if I directly quote Augustine's confessions... (laughs) I need to attribute the quote to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if I'm like saying, well, here's a direct concept that I've pulled from him mm. and I've retooled it just a little bit. I need to attribute that to him. It's one thing to to take on the vernacular that you're familiar with. Yeah. Strangely enough, I've heard some people push back against this by saying things, you know, like, well, if that's the case, I need to attribute stuff all the time. And if that's the case, I think you have a totally different problem. <laughs> it's like, you know, you need to um, just learn how to talk question mark like you need to learn how to or be less difficult that does sound like someone who just wants to start trouble yeah like they're 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 saying this and their arms are crossed i don't i don't care if they're typing their arms are crossed (laughs) when they say that exactly exactly so you have that going on and to kind of bring this all home i think we also need to remember that in the words of jesus the thief comes to steal Hmm. kill and destroy got me there yeah i'm so wolf got him so to take that which does not belong to us is at its root the behavior of Satan. Like, mm. Oof. I, the organ oof. music is in the yeah. background. <laughs> because in the beginning, he wanted God's glory, yeah. and when he tried to steal it, he was cast out of heaven. When we tried to steal God's knowledge, we were cast out of the Garden of Eden. Mankind was. Violations of the Eighth Commandment predate the creation of the world. Yeah, when you think about it in those terms, so like, that Satan was like, I'm going to try to steal God's glory. But thanks be to God, through Christ, the thieving work of the devil is undone. In fact, before Jesus died on the cross for our sin, he said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down willingly. So, you know, whereas you think, oh, like, Christ's life was taken from him. You know, so. Satan stole it from him. Yeah, no, he's like, I'm laying it down willingly. So Christ willingly gives away his life so that we can be freely given the gift of life. So the good news for us is you don't have to climb to the top of a mountain and steal fire from Mm. the gods like Prometheus did. Jesus Christ offers it freely and joyfully. You don't have to steal it. That's a beautiful reference. Mm. Got to get that that Greek mythology in there too. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, sometimes... I throw in a completely arbitrary question at the end just to stress test our conclusions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like that future Anubis tattoo. I <laughs> yes, of I'll, course. I'll Truly a get. classic. <clears throat> what about, uh, you know, Robin Hood? You know, Robin Hood. Quote unquote, steals from the rich, gives to the poor. Steals from the rich. One, one might frame it, perhaps, as a man who strikes against corruption and reclaims stolen goods for those in need, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know. How how does, you know, where does Robin Hood <laughs> Where does Robin Hood land here? You know what's funny is I actually, I am not as familiar with the story of Robin Hood as I probably should be, <laughs> given that you just asked me this question. <laughs> because that's like, you know, that's the, the classic, you know, like he stole from the rich to give to the poor. Yeah. I would say in a scenario where 
let's say the sheriff of Nottingham. That's his yes. like villain, right? So in a hypothetical scenario where the sheriff of Nottingham steals a specific bag of money from a person and Robin Hood's like, I'm taking that money back and I'm giving it to the peasant you stole it from. Yeah. Like, I think that would be one thing. Now, here's where I would probably need to think through this a little more and I should be more prepared than I am. But it does start getting a little tricky for me when you're talking in terms of policies and things because mm. i mean that's what rome was doing to the jews <gasps> you're wrong. and they were like well, what do we keep paying taxes to caesar and all jesus said was give to caesar what is caesar and give to gods what is god's oh that's interesting so i think there is a place where if you can reclaim the money that has been taken to you by those means like there's nothing that like you should not if there's a lawful way wow this is getting really complicated <laughs> i'll just say this I'll say what Jesus said. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's mm. and render unto uh, God what is God's. And if it is in your ability to protest that in a ah. way that is, you know, in accord to say, like, this is wrong. Like, you can't yeah. keep doing this to me. Then you absolutely should do that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't asking for advice, you know? Not, no, I, I mean, like, saying, I like, didn't figure you were going to go, it, like, but, uh, go hey, rob the Fed. Who kn- oh, no, 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 no. For the record, <laughs> to the <laughs> FBI currently listening, <laughs> I'm. J- this is a fun exercise because I like Robin Hood. <laughs> Robin Hood, Ooh. he sings the song. <laughs> Doesn't do that. I just picture. Oh, that's right. Wow, I've, I'm starting to recount the versions of Robin Hood I've seen. So <laughs> many. Yeah, so Ooh. many. And Good then you stuff. have. Uh, didn't Mel Brooks do oh, exactly yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, listening to our little digressions and expositions on the Eighth Commandment. Hmm. If you have any questions, you can email them to podcast at horizonschurch.net. You can. You can interact with us on social media as well, keeping a nice social distance there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, if you were helped, you can leave us an honest five star review. Yo, I'd love it. Yeah, because it's, it's the only kind of honest, and it's the only kind of five. We appreciate your listening, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.